Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast. Going to get down to it really quick. It is Chris Romero and I reviewing AEW's last show. It was called Homecoming. It took place on March 17th on a Friday, and it was at the Berwyn Eagles Club in Berwyn, Illinois, a west suburb of Chicago. Chris and I went. We had a blast, as we always do at AEW shows. So we're going to break down the card and review it for you if you missed it or if you just want to hear different things or different aspects if you are at the show. Um, reach out to us on Twitter if you want to join the conversation, at Two Heels and a Face. That's the number two, Heels and a Face. And we're also going to be starting our own Medium publication as well, so we'll be on that. Um, we're on Facebook as well, and then SoundCloud and iTunes. So please uh, listen, review, like, subscribe, all those other actions if you enjoy us. But really, we just want you to join the conversation. So reach out to us. And let us know your thoughts on this AEW show. And let us know your thoughts on the podcast. So we're going to jump right into it. Thanks for listening. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. As you sip your cup of coffee. How's it going, man? It's good. I get coffee and cinnamon rolls this morning. I think I'm still... I still have an emotional hangover from Friday. Yeah, for sure. Um, still exhausted. Maybe it's because I went out Saturday as well. But Friday was a fantastic time. We went to the Berwyn Eagles Club for AEW's homecoming show. They were coming home. 375 people packed in a... In, it's it's similar to VFW. It's basically yeah. the same thing. Um, and it's a packed house. Yeah, we were at fire capacity, as we were told. <laughs> Could no more people were were let in, but uh, tell tell the the listeners about this one uh, this one guy who was giving it his all to try to get into the building. Right, right. So we got there really early because we know we had uh, we had GA tickets and we had a couple people coming with. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got there a bit early um, and we noticed this one gentleman, older gentleman, trying to get <laughs> tickets. So everybody that would show up to the line. He would ask like if you had an extra ticket, right. and he made it very clear, "I'm looking for one extra ticket." Very clear, right? And then uh, you got our friend Tony, who's you know handing out tickets or making sure you got your ticket, right? And he, you know, he works for AEW, um, and so Tony gets followed around throughout the whole um, before the event starts. As the line increases or whatnot, he's getting followed by this man. He's yes. trying to get tickets. He even offered at some point like seventy dollars for a ticket, right? <laughs> Um, so he tried his hardest. Uh, we didn't, well, I, I don't know if he made it in, but near the end of the night as we were leaving, um, you know, I, I saw him, you know, walking around the bar area. <laughs> uh, so I guess, I don't know if he made it in or near the end and he just wanted to get a beer. I don't know, but he tried super, super hard. And you probably, if you were in line, you got asked by him if you got an, if you had an extra ticket. Yeah, it was, it, it came to the point where it was like really annoying. Like he would ask people several times. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I felt bad for Tony, who was just trying to, like you said, distribute everyone's tickets, and this guy was right on his heels at every turn. <laughs> um, but it, people were saying that he didn't, not that he didn't like wrestling, but he didn't even want to get in to watch wrestling. People were just saying that he wanted to get in because the, to the, hit the bar were cheap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you, by calling him an older gentleman... I think that did, did a lot for his image because he just he felt like my weird old drunk grandpa or uh-huh. something. He was he was very older and he was very uh, I don't know persistent is the word I want to say. Yeah, but yeah, that was that was really funny. That was a great laugh going in. So 
we get in there, and there's something I want to mention that I heard recently. Although it's not a recent podcast, but I recently listened to the Bailey one on Talk is Jericho. Okay. And she made a good comment that I thought applied to the show Friday. She said that Eddie Guerrero once told, so there's a couple people in love mm-hmm. this story, Eddie Guerrero once told Joey Mercury that once told Bailey okay. that peek your head out of the curtain during the first match and you can get the vibe of the crowd uh-huh. and see what they're into, what they pop to, what they don't. So I think that if Bailey were to peek her head out during the first match of, mm-hmm. of AEW's homecoming, like she would be very excited because I felt the energy in that room like right at when the bell when yeah. the bell hit and the first uh, the, you know, the the Cubs fan, the announcer guy, I'm not sure of his name, um, but right when he stepped in the ring, mm-hmm. I felt that place get electric. Like everyone was ready, raucous, um, just ready to get started. And, and I don't know if you felt that too, but I felt like it was just going to be a great show from the start. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and just, you know, if you take a step back, I usually, so one thing's, uh, you know, I try sometimes not to be on my phone during the show, like, mm-hmm. you know, and and I accomplish that most of, most of the time, but I usually take uh, a shot. Uh, I always take a step back and take a shot of the ring. Right. And like, just seeing like, cause it's Bearwind, right? Like we know the, the, the venue is smaller than, than obviously Bourbon or wherever else they take the... A W card, but correct. You see people like literally standing around. Like standing room is like standing room only. Like you are super packed. You want to. Mm-hmm. You're standing around like against the curtain, or you just you know really you know snugged in there. Yeah, you're tight. Um, They're tight. The standing room. And, and just mm-hmm. getting that feel of the of the space being really crowded, and everybody's ready for the match to start or to the show for the show to kick off. Um, definitely, Bearwin does something to AEW, and I guess that's why they, you know, like it's it's their home base. So yeah, no, I coming is yeah fitting. I completely agree with your point of everyone being closer together makes it almost feel like I don't know, maybe the tension rises or something. Like everyone's just ready to go, and everyone's yeah. just trying to fight for that little inch to see the ring. Um, I completely agree with that. Yeah, so we can just get right into it. And just talk about all the matches on the card. Mm-hmm. Some funny things that happened. What we liked. What we didn't like. Um, I just want to say, top to bottom, this card was awesome. I think every match was like an 8, 9, or a 10. Uh-huh. Um, like on a 1 to 10 scale, 10 being the best, obviously. But especially that first half, and this is all my opinion, mm-hmm. but especially that first half of the card, it was like 9, 9, 9, mm-hmm. 10, 9. It was just like, there was no like drop-off or letdown. Mm-hmm. And I know that the last show that we went to that we covered, The Art of War, since we go to so much AEW, we were like shocked at how, I guess you want to say, below average the first half of that show was. Yeah, that it was hard to get the, get the crowd going. Yeah. And, then, you know, the dips and highs and lows. But mm-hmm. for this show, like, they they kicked it up. And they, they tend to do that. They, they tend to kick off, you know, a, a, the show with a great match. There wasn't mm-hmm. even a dark match this time around. No. Um, it was straight to business. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it was, everybody was ready for it. Yeah. yeah, we shouldn't be surprised but, either. Right. <laughs> I thought I was ready for it, but, you know, it blew my mind, so... It always does. You think you've seen everything? No, you yeah. haven't seen everything. Um, so the first match was... They were, they were doing a mini-tag tournament because Andrew Everett was injured, mm-hmm. and he couldn't... like He couldn't make it to the show, right, yeah, so... defend the title, so... Everett and Lee had to give him up. Um, which I know my friend Greg Piatoni mm-hmm. really wanted them to have the title, so that sucks. Uh, but they did a mini tournament. First match was OI4K versus Best Friends. 
uh, that kicked it off, which is good because OI4K is on every show, mm-hmm. you know. So they're and, well, this was um, I think I mentioned in the previous one, right? They had missed the LaSalle show. Um, they missed it because a uh, uh, family incident. Mm-hmm. Um, they couldn't make it, so now they're coming back. You know, they come back and they're right into that. You know, tag team like not because it's been a while since they like tag team formally to to go for the titles. Yeah, it's true, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're always involved in just another storyline that's not about the titles with uh-huh. them, like Outlaw Inc. or something like that. Whose, whose so, name we couldn't remember. Last <laughs> yeah. What do you think of this match? Uh, like I said, you know, they kicked it off with a, with a great show and mm-hmm. I mean, Cherokee T and, and Everett, not Everett, uh, Trent, Trent. uh, they, they brought some comedy relief to it, which I wasn't expecting, uh, which was, uh, and then Trent got a huge ovation coming from the RH show. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So everybody was like cheering for him and mm-hmm. he took that mouthful of text at the ROH show. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. No. Uh, so mouthful of th- uh, thumbtacks. Uh, he got super kicked by, uh, the young bucks. Okay. Um, so that was a big spot and like, he just got beaten pretty badly during that show. Yeah, he did. Um, and you know, him coming to AEW and, and to this match, the crowd went, went crazy for him. But I, I, yeah, going back to the match itself, like you didn't expect any less, right? And yep. it was, it was, it was a good match. Yep. It was the right, it was the right timed opener. It wasn't too mm-hmm. long. Um, I expected best friends to do some comedy cause they always do. But then OI4K was joining in mm-hmm. on the fun. I feel like especially Dave, Chris can play to the crowds. Like, Comedy, right? Uh, talk about you know S and Ds and stuff mm-hmm. like that when he wants. Uh, but then they also got that evil side, so they're two dimensional. They're pretty mm-hmm. versatile. Oh, four K. I'm realizing that. I'm realizing that I have a different level of hatred for OI four K and Abyss, and I do like Sammy is a. I love. The so guys you don't group so them much. together. I don't. Um, I guess my fandom, my mm-hmm. fandom side, yeah. or my Mark side, doesn't group them together. Like I, 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 I want Sammy to win, mm-hmm. but I don't want or 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 JT Davidson to succeed. Uh, but I mean, mm-hmm. once again, it's a credit to them doing their job. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I really just like their heels that I really want to see lose. Yeah. Whereas like Sammy is like I don't care. I, I it's cool that he wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's that's they've gotten to that point with me where like I really want to see him lose. But yeah, some some noticeable things that I remember. Uh, they were telling Chuck and Trent were telling each other that they have to do a moonsault and there was a moonsault yeah, uh-huh. and standing moonsaults and things like that. And then some really bad slap fake tags that it was like, it was completely noticeable to the point where it was like hysterical because uh-huh. the ref would clearly see them Jake, clapping. Yeah, yeah, Jake Chris clap his hands and then he'd be tagged in and I'd be and it would be like, come on, ref, do your job. Yeah, that spot always uh, reminds me of uh, the New Age Outlaws. They used to do that a lot? Uh, I don't know if a lot, but mm-hmm. I don't know why. I always remember that one mm-hmm. spot in one pay-per-view where, like, like I when I realized that that just happened, I'm like, that's so smart. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the ref's not watching, so you just clap your you hands and that. it's like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's but, funny. Uh, yeah, so. I, I wanted to say that, this is nitpicky, but I think their special finisher, OI4K, I feel like it's unique, but I feel like it could have some more impact. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, when it's it's like a tombstone. Jay Chris it's, picks someone up for a tombstone, and Dave Chris jumps off the top and like kind of like kicks the person's butt down to give yeah, it extra yeah. impact. Yeah, yeah. Isn't this the 
similar to the, the Young Bucks. Yeah, they do something similar. The Meltzer driver or something they call it. Yeah. yeah. But it's more... So there's it's a spring off the ropes and OI4Key does it off of the, the turnbuckle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. And, and, and I, feel, I feel like I've seen uh, different variations of that that move. Right. You know? um, but yeah. It... Sometimes it doesn't go, you know, as as they would like it to go, and, yeah, it's like and it kind of takes you out a little mm-hmm. bit yeah. in the mo- from the moment. But um, overall, like it doesn't take any anything away from the match. Uh, and then I, I really so I, this time I paid paid attention to the 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 work that uh, what is his name J T Davison does. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's uh, like, I don't pay attention to him enough. But tell me about this. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. It's the it's, he he does the right amount of interfering, the right amount of trash talking. Okay. Like, it doesn't take away from the match. It it adds on to the match. Okay, that's good. So yeah, yeah, and I in, and, you know I paid attention to him just because, like I know um, another AEW friend that that I met there, uh, Martin. Uh, he he always tweets about JT Davison and the Killer Cult and yeah. whatever. So, you know, I've been following him, like, you know, like, he is a manager that has not gotten annoying to me. Like, usually, like, oh, you get annoyed, and that's what they want. But uh-huh. in this case, it's different. Like, you hate him, you don't like him, but he interferes just enough to the point that, that he does that and nothing else. Like, he doesn't sense. take away from the match. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really good point, because I don't spend enough time mm-hmm. uh, paying attention to what he does, but maybe I should. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like in a in a heel faction, you need a guy like that, just like yeah. a manager who's just there to to talk shit, rub you the wrong way. Sweet. So let's, let's transition into more of a killer cult, Abyss versus Homicide. Mm-hmm. Um, so this had the same feel. And a, and a, a cool thing about this card is that this card had literally everything, mm-hmm. like every type of style that you would kind of want and we can kind of touch on that when we get to the same was it, would you say it was like a buffet of wrestling I would say it was like, <laughs> <laughs> I would say it was like a buffet of wrestling and maybe that's why we like it uh-huh. and maybe that's why we're covering it right now but yeah so the Abyss Homicide and their style every time these two groups clash mm-hmm. their style is I was surprised not to, that we didn't see any blood yeah I guess so right. yeah they're, yeah, because their style is very street fight. Yeah, it's it's like there almost shouldn't be a ring there. It should just be pavement, you know, because <laughs> yeah. that's what it feels like. Uh, there's like few moves done in the ring, but um, I got some really good footage of Homicide running to do like a suicide dive and Abyss threw a chair at him. Yeah, I gotta put that online. It was hilarious. <laughs> I la- I I cackled. I uh-huh. laughed so hard at that. Um, but yeah, there was a fork involved. Well, that's uh, it's Homicide's move, right? He always has like that little shank or fork, whatever he has hidden under his like. Uh, overall thing or whatever. Does it have metal like metal tip I, on it? Or I, I don't know. I feel like it's uh, it's like it has like tape around it or something. It looks weird, but it's a fork. It's like <laughs> a makeshift, you know, shank or something. Yeah, it's like a plastic. It looked like a plastic fork, which is maybe like some hardened tips. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it looked like. But yeah, um, there was a don't drop the bag tap chant because of mm. this. Dropped the bag of tacks uh-huh. last time, which was hysterical. And I heard that he was really pissed about Ooh, that. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was shoot mad at that. So he brought out the tacks again. There was a don't drop the bag chant. There was a fork him up chant. Um, and tax spots and, like, all the things that. Chairs. Chairs. Yeah. Yeah, it was great, though. It wasn't... Maybe because the match was shorter than I feel like they usually do in bur- at Bourbon. Yeah. That I like this one a lot more. 
Yeah, it was more digestible, right? Yeah, Especially exactly. at the beginning of the match. It's a good word. I mean, at the beginning of the show, right? Being the second uh, match up there. I think it was the right time mm-hmm. for the match to happen and the right time, uh, the right amount of time for the match. Yeah, no, I agree. Because mm-hmm. when I do it at Bourbon, it's later. So you've seen, you've, you're, I, I get more and more exhausted as I go through the car just because the matches are yeah. so good and I'm like cheering and yelling shit. Um, and so, I feel like it's a given at Bourbon, right? That they're going to have to go into the crowd yep. and do something by the bar. Right. Kind of utilize the, the the arena or the venue more than than here in Bourbon. Like you, you're limited on space. That's true. That's true. And I feel that when they do that at at Bourbon Street, um, we're gonna. I think they sound similar, Bourbon and Bourbon. But mm-hmm. when they when I do that at Bourbon Street, I can I see less of it because mm-hmm. it is so much more spread out. And I feel that they're almost in the crowd for like too long. It takes them so much longer to get back to, to get the back ring. Mm-hmm. But at at Friday at Homecoming, I saw more of it because mm-hmm. it was a smaller venue. And there wasn't as much of that downtime where they're just kind of like fighting. Yeah. It's almost like when wrestlers go into the crowd. Mm-hmm. And it's cool, but nothing is really happening. They're just kind of like punching each other and stuff like that. So, yeah, I completely agree with your points. Time and like space really help mm-hmm. that type of fight. It, I was actually expecting, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I was expecting Homicide, as soon as he came out, to get completely booed. Uh, I don't think that happened. No, I... So the reason I expected that is because mm-hmm. uh, this is, I think, I believe this is his... Because he, he wasn't on the last show. He wasn't on Art of War. It was Eddie versus... What was Eddie versus uh-huh. Abyss, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And the one before that is when the feud started between them both and Abyss. Okay. And that's when I think um, uh, Homicide had said some... Oh, yeah. Um, you know, inappropriate, inappropriate comments yes. or whatever. Some non-progressive comments. Yeah. And he got booed then, like, mm. and it was near the end of the show and everything. So now coming back in, like, I thought he was gonna get booed because of that, but no, like, it was like, okay, you understood who was, you know, who was yeah. playing the crowd favorite, you know, versus Abyss, who keeps interfering in every match, and it makes me hate him a lot. I know, <laughs> I don't, I don't think there's a more hated man on the AEW roster right now than Abyss. Like, right. people don't do not like cheering <laughs> for this guy, even in the slightest. Uh huh. There's always. There's always people who would cheer for heels no matter what. There's always guys in the crowd uh-huh. who are just like all the heels. I don't even know if that guy likes Abyss. Because like <laughs> right. every single person in there is flicking Abyss off. He is a heat magnet mm-hmm. right now. So that probably played into it. And Homicide did apologize. Yeah, yeah, well. yeah. yeah. He apologized that same night over a YouTube video or something, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. he did. And, and, and they're both, at their core, they're both kind of heel factions. Like, right. Outlaw Inc., I guess plays the baby face in this role, mm-hmm. but they could easily not play it, and they could mm-hmm. easily turn on if they created another stable or or triple team yeah. of some so, people. And and just you know, in a fantasy world, and if AEW listens to this, <laughs> you guys <laughs> always um, Mil Mortis, right? Remember when he was advertised at one show? Oh yeah. And I think that was the match that was supposed to happen: Abyss versus Mil Mortis, and it didn't happen because Mil couldn't make it to the show or something. Yeah. Um, so. I'm still looking forward to that match someday. They should they should create a lucha stable like maybe Mill Cuerno. Um, I don't know but but see, that's guy. the thing they can't come in as a lucha stable. So that was the tricky part too. Um, you know, because Cuerno doesn't come in as Cuerno. He comes as the yeah. Well, Dustin yeah, call him, call him something different. But uh, but I don't know if he could. I don't know if he if Mill Mortis does indie shows under the Mill Mortis persona. Right. Right. There's a lot. You know all about that. Mm-hmm. Um, just the whole defaction from AAA and. There's just a lot of red tape right yeah. there, and like the use of names. Everyone's changing mm-hmm. their names, and yeah. But, but 
you know, in an ideal world, I would like to see that happen. <laughs> it would it would be cool just to I mean, you know, call them something else, but we all know who uh-huh. they are. But just to have like a thousand muertes, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you know, but they have like these teams of three, almost of these like kind of mini factions. Uh-huh. It'd be cool to see one with like a bunch of lucha guys, and then they go against the killer cult. They go against right because right now the killer cult has the titles, right? They, right. It's uh, Sammy the 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 main champion. Mm-hmm. And then they got the tag team. Yeah. So. Which is a cool thing for a stable to do is get all the gold. That's like a marquee. So really do we cool see thing. Abyss versus Pentagon? And I'm getting ahead of the card now. But. <laughs> <laughs> I would be mad if Abyss won that belt. But then uh-huh. again, more heat. Exactly. Right? Yeah. I would be super pissed though. Alright. On to the next one. What's the next? DJZ versus Drew Galloway. Awesome man. Uh, yeah. That was brutal, bro. Like <laughs> them chops. <laughs> Like yeah, I was I didn't know what to expect just because you have Drew, uh, what he's like near seven feet tall. Like he's, he's a tall, so man. large. Yeah, like I look at him, I'm just like, I can see why Vince <laughs> made him the chosen one. This man, I feel like he gets bigger every time I see him. Yeah, gigantic. But there, you could just tell right off the bat, it's like these guys are gonna be a great matchup because mm-hmm. Drew is strong and DJZ is quick. Like you've seen it time and time again, right? When there's a small guy and a big guy, they could do some yeah. really cool stuff. Um, Yes, hard chops. Uh, Drew was like throwing him around, the DJZ around the mm-hmm. ring. DJZ was like f- doing like the comeback spots and things like that. Um, yeah, I thought this was an early candidate for mm-hmm. match of the night. It might have been to some people. Like I yeah. thought it was really, really good. Um, just because it, it didn't involve like a belt or anything. Like there was no added. It, yeah, there was no. It was just putting these two guys in the ring and then yeah. telling the story with no background. Right? Correct, and then that gives them more credit. Yeah, because they for put sure. Out that much better of a match, and they didn't. And I think those are the well. matches that you know I often enjoy more when there's no storyline. It's just I'm just gonna watch a wrestling match, and have them tell the story in the ring as mm-hmm. it goes. Like it's it's great. Yeah, Drew then cuts the biggest. Babyface promo we've seen yeah. in a while. Just everyone loves AEW. It seems like all the wrestlers really love to mm-hmm. wrestle for this company, which is awesome, and that makes me mm-hmm. love the company even more. You know, you've talked to Penta and, and Ray uh, and Ray Phoenix about how much they love AEW, and mm-hmm. like Phoenix calls it his home promotion now yeah. since he like left AAA. I feel like Drew just feels the same way. He just cut the biggest promo about how a, the fans because he had cut a, a pro, uh, emotional promo also right the last time he was at AEW I'm not sure if I was there yeah like he cut this promo about how he pretty much made his own path and and he's so you know grateful to be you know at AEW or whatever yeah um, and then this time around he cuts another it was you know, similar to that yeah. message mm-hmm. yeah exactly um, how he's worked hard and all this stuff I mean he's had a, a pretty crazy history Mm-hmm. Just like being at WWE, and then like getting you know the kiss of death, if you will, mm-hmm. you know, quotations. Um, TNA, he was their champ. Like so, he's had a pretty crazy wrestling career thus far. It doesn't look like it's gonna stop anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, and he has everything that you know. He, he's 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 the ideal wrestler, if you may, right? Size, athletic, you know, athletic ability. Like, yeah. yeah, he's. He's got the look, for sure. That's the look is like a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was great. Um, anything else about that match before we move on? Uh, no, bro. Like, it was, again, it was it was great. I loved it. Yeah. Air Fox versus Strickland. Fuck, and we're going to say the same thing now. Like, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Two, well, you know, it's one of those... The, the, this show is booked uh-huh. really well, because, yeah. like, everyone in the ring 
I felt like they had chemistry with each other. Yeah, and, and so different. So eight, where we talk about how AEW is great, and they they put these cards together. There has been a few times that the card is like so packed, like it's great, like in 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 you're going through all these matches, and like you say, you get you know you kind of are getting tired at some point, like because your adrenaline goes up so high. Yeah, you have to calm down. <laughs> in this, I didn't feel it for this card. Like I felt like at some point I was just gonna you know kind of get a bit tired. It, it happened after the the whole show was over. Like it didn't happen in during the show. Like that's true. Like, right. I was able to stay on top. Like they took me to that level, and I was able to stay there throughout the whole show without, okay. without a dip. So yeah, cool. That's I, I probably I was a little bit better to, and towards that that range, uh, but I was sipping. I was like slowly sipping out of uh-huh. five hour energy. So I don't oh, know if I okay. had that because I like keep myself up. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. like exactly. Like you get to such an adrenaline emotional Slapping level. Slapping your arm halfway, <laughs> <laughs> and then you come down from uh-huh. it. And like inter- intermission is usually when I get like really tired, uh-huh. almost. Uh, but I was sipping on a sipping on a five hour, so that kept me up. So but. funny story, right? I, uh, I we get to the show, and a couple of my buddies are um, great group of guys, by the way. Hilarious. Yeah, we ended up sitting together. Uh, and they, they were hungry, so they drank the place dry. Modelo. If there was no right. Modelo, at, the, <laughs> while, if, at some because <laughs> they would keep bringing you know like eight, ten Modelos at a time, and just start passing them around. I know. And at some point, somebody else will go and come with like red solo cups. Like they ran out, bro. This is <laughs> this is Heineken. Take it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we ran out of beer apparently. Yeah. Um, but we went to. I, I had never bought food there at uh, Bearwind, so you kind of have to go up the stairs into a little kitchen area. Oh and, really? Yeah. Okay. And because we bought a few nachos and. Oh yeah, I remember. So I'm there. I'm waiting for my nachos, and then all I all I see like there's a door in there. And AR Fox is just walking, you know, walking in, like, I don't know where he was. I don't know what that door led to, but mm-hmm. it just threw me off. He was just, like, you know, just chilling there, like, oh, I'm waiting for... He was trying to get some scissors or something to yeah. cut something. But um, it, it was just funny that, like, all of a sudden, AR Fox is standing in the kitchen. Casual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so. great. Yeah. Um, extremely athletic, both of them. Um, Shane Strickland is kill shot from Lucha, mm-hmm. which you informed me of, which is great. I like... I like Killshot and Marty the Moth had a really good program. Lucha yeah. season two, mm-hmm. really good matches. Maybe really like Marty so the Moth. Actually. I was. Uh, did you watch? Uh, it was that uh, Shane Strickland or Killshot versus Marty the Moth. Um, it was like a weapons of mass destruction match. Yeah, is that season two? I've watched all of yeah. season two, so yeah. I've so it's the it. one like they had a ladder match. Uh, well, it wasn't a ladder match. It was there was a ladder. Uh, Mariposa interfered. Well, I was at that one. <laughs> Mariposa always interferes. Yeah, so I was at that one, and I didn't okay. know what to expect because you don't know what you're gonna see there. Like they did a, a an intermission, like just you know, hang out, guys, you know, and then they yeah. they decorated the whole place on the spot. Mm-hmm. And you were at the temple. Uh, for yeah, the, I was at the you, temple you, for that the one. Temple. Yeah, it was insane. Like. I'm sure they they gave us probably I don't know, I'm just gonna guess 15 minutes worth of match like that match lasted a long time. Nice, yeah, that's great. Um, there was just one insane spot I want to talk about. Shane Strickland was, excuse me if I'm a little stuffy right now. Shane Strickland was bridged between the guardrail and the apron, mm-hmm. and Air Fox jumped from the apron and did a backwards flip. 450 type of yeah, like a backwards was, somersault. Uh huh. And landed on Shane's stomach, and it was it was to the point where people were like scared that Shane Strickland got hurt, and he was on the ground for a yeah. while. 
And because it, it's hardwood floor, right? Yeah, or, yeah. Or there's no padding. There's no. It's like the dance. It's like when you go to a VFW or a place where you have like a wedding or a banquet mm-hmm. hall. You know, there's that like there's that their wood that's like the dance floor uh-huh. in the middle. That's what's like on the that's, outside. Yeah, right? uh-huh. yeah. Right onto that. That was just a, an insane spot. But the match was really good. That, but that, like, that's what I remember the most from that match is that spot. Like, yeah, oh, shit, for sure. It's, it'll definitely be a GIF out there somewhere. I think so. <laughs> I think so. We need it if you're listening. I don't know how to make those, but I'm sure we can figure it out. Okay, we got a new champ, a new heritage champion. Yeah. Penta. Another, <clears throat> I mean, I love this guy. He's amazing. Um, tell me a story about the noisemaker. Why did someone have a noisemaker? So, if you watch, uh, you know, the, the easiest thing to watch is the AAA show. Okay. Um, you always hear a noise noisemaker. So, the noisemakers ori- originally, I think, uh, or where I know about the noisemakers, is you take those to the stadium, to, to soccer games. Yeah. Right? You take in Mexico those, or just anywhere? Okay. Well, in Mexico, like, if you go to Toyota Park, they might give you a hard time because it's a weapon now or something, you know? <laughs> But uh, in Mexico, you take the noisemakers. Um, but at the arenas, at the Arena Mexico, um, you mm-hmm. know, um, Coliseum or whatever, um, they do the noisemaker. And, and then they also do um, the air horn. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the air horn is very popular, but just yep. right along with the noisemaker. Um, so that's why when you have Pentagon or Phoenix up on, you know, on the in the ring, yeah, you're gonna either hear the because I I remember when they first started doing the air horn in, in uh Berwin, not Berwin, Bourbon Street. Yep, people were getting annoyed by it, and and then there's <laughs> an art to it too. Like you can't do it a whole lot. Either, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, especially to a new crowd like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to time yourself, but you know at some point people were just going crazy with it. But there was no air horn this time. It was just the noisemaker. Right? Yeah, that was a step down. That uh-huh. was tolerable. Uh-huh. The noisemaker, but. I remember just listening to it, and I was like looking in the corner. I was like, "What the hell is that?" And then that shit is big, bro. Like it is. It takes some. some <laughs> you gotta some, swing that yeah. picture out. Uh, it's funny. Yes, uh, great match. I like that ACH. ACH was working heel, man. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? I did not see that coming. Right, yeah. like it was. It's hard to not cheer for ACH. Yeah. Right? right. Like I, I, he's he's one of my favorites. Um, but yeah, he definitely worked. He came in working as a heel. He understood that Pentagon was, you know, the fan favorite. Yep. Um, Which is smart. It was smart for him to do that. Yeah, and I just, I mean, as soon as you know he gets the three count, Pentagon gets the three count. Like I just remember because I would, I would then jumped on the chair to you know take yeah. a picture or whatever. Um, and like I just remember seeing like every like I remember jumping onto the chair. And then I see everybody's hands go up and cheering, and like it was a good view, like because we were all the way in the back, yeah. So you got to see it all out. Um, but yeah, and Pentagon gets a great reaction. He's the new champ. It's smart. Mm-hmm. Smart for the company. The company loves him. He loves the company. We love him. Um, and, and this is just a kind of a theory I just thought of, but it's almost AW does a lot where, and more probably most indie promotions, and it's good. Like you mm-hmm. said, you liked it with the the Drew Galloway and the DJZ mm-hmm. match, but they'll just throw two people together who will probably have a good match and they're both just like baby faces and mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of, there's like both these guys chance and the, and there's a, a handshake at the end and both people love the two mm-hmm. people that are in the match. So, and, and it could, because we'll get into it, but Trevor Lee also worked heel uh-huh. really, really quick, like really he, heel. It yeah. was very noticeable. Yeah, exactly. When he, yep. When he wrestled Phoenix. So I wonder if, 
I don't know, like maybe they planned it both of them, or mm-hmm. maybe um, you know, Danny Danny Daniels said that they should because uh, and they both wrestled Penta and Phoenix, so maybe yeah. there's, like, there's a connection there. But I feel like there was some there was some strategy behind that for a reason. Yeah, it feels um, like it's not yeah. just just because, right? Right. Like, there's a reason behind it, and uh-huh. and I I I mean I, I don't even know where where this is going, but I trust AEW to you know yeah push me through that storyline. They were both whatever. great though, and like and and we could just skip right into the the Trevor Lee match. There was a match that happened in between, and we'll get back to it. But you were like, I don't want I don't want Trevor Lee to dance. You were like saying that on mm-hmm. this podcast, and mm-hmm. you were saying it to me at the show. And then he did it. He came in. No, he cut yeah. the music. Cut his own music. He cut his own music. Yeah. No dancing. He attacked Phoenix when Phoenix wasn't ready. Um, maybe they heard. You're like, mm-hmm. did they hear us? <laughs> maybe they heard us. Or, yeah. but it was just. I thought it was just really cool how it could have been just babyface with babyface. And it would have been great too. It would have been great too. But they said no. We're gonna we're gonna make it different, mm-hmm. and it made it so much more special. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, like, uh, and I've always said this. Like, I've, I'm a huge, huge mark for uh, Trevor Lee because mm-hmm. what I've seen him do in the Indies, uh, yeah. TNA, I, I don't know, or Impact. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, like, like his the the match that I always go to, and I think I, I don't know if I mentioned it was the the Hero versus Trevor Lee match. If you haven't watched it, you I have had to, to go back and look at that one. Yeah, um, it's it was it's awesome. And then mm-hmm. like I didn't expect any less. And then Phoenix always, you know tries to steal the show and it's a great performer a great like great person overall too yeah um but yeah like this match was also at a you know 9 10 level it was phoenix took phoenix almost got himself hurt um he he, he was limping at the end of the night he was and he did a flying cross body out into the stands and there's not a lot of room yeah so trevor lee was basically like sitting or standing on a bunch of hard chairs yeah phoenix did a cross body out into him like probably you know, mm-hmm. five feet from us, and yeah. that spot was insane. That would that spot was, I wouldn't put it as insane as AR Fox Strickland fought, spot. Right, but it was right there. Like, yeah, in terms of level of just craziness. Phoenix, you know, shout out to Phoenix for sacrificing himself <laughs> uh, for our pleasure. Um, but yeah, Trevor Trevor Lee mooned the crowd. There was a fuck TNA chant. Like uh-huh. people, people like turned on him, and he like made people turn on yeah. him. It was yeah, great. yeah. yeah. In between the the Penta match and the Phoenix match, there was the other tag match, which was the besties in the world uh, versus who they oh shit who did they wrestle? It was besties in the world versus uh, Desmond Xavier and Zachary. How can I forget? (laughs) Right, Desmond Xavier and Zachary once. Um, So the besties didn't break up. I thought this was gonna right. Every every show right for the past three shows (laughs) or whatnot. Like I think this is the time. I think this is the time. yeah. Yeah. Um, the Davey Vega is hilarious. They mm-hmm. have great chemistry. Um, he's when he's he was in the ring. He's like Fitch, put the knee up. <laughs> Fitch was on the apron and he threw the opponent into the ropes uh-huh. where Fitch's knee was supposed to be, and nothing happened. Mm-hmm. He's like, "What the hell?" Um, that was really great. And they lost. Besties lost. Mm-hmm. Xavier and Wentz, who have a lot of great chemistry, also they win. And then what happened after the match? Do you remember? So yeah. So this. Briefly. <laughs> so, J- first it was J.C. Davidson that came out. Okay. And he was calling, he was basically calling out uh, oh. Xavier and Wentz. And, yeah, it's like, let's and, get this match going right Yeah, now. he challenged mm-hmm. them to the match right now, so he baited him in, in, them into mm-hmm. a match. Right after they just had a match. Right after they just had a match. And they were just kind of like nodding their heads mm-hmm. in agreement. And then OI4K came through the crowd. That's right, from behind. From behind. Jumped mm-hmm. once in Xavier. The bell rang. 
that you, Xavier Wentz finisher. just went through a match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, finisher, pinfall. So OI4K kind of stole the tag titles. Um, and I remember our buddy Hector mm-hmm. McLovin. Um, he was like... I love that his last name is McLovin. Is it really? <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, okay. Uh, but he, it was That's r- just his Twitter yeah, yeah, last name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. But he was, uh, he was like, why did they do that? And I was like, it's probably just to draw heat, right? Mm-hmm. That was like the point of it. Um, but I think there'll be a rematch at Epic, so... It'll yeah, we'll be. see what happens. I, I, part of me still wanted that, you know, churn and and get Xavier onto the killer cult, but didn't yeah, happen. it might happen though at Epic. You think so? Yeah, if they do a rematch, mm-hmm. I could see it happening. Like Wentz and Xavier about but, to win. Uh, so Xavier, like, he's so fucking talented, bro. Like, yeah, I, I love his, I love, I, I love his matches. Um, were you there at the Ricochet versus Xavier? No, but I heard that. Yeah, that was was, that, was that the one where he jumped off the rail or no? No, well that no that was another one. I jumped off the balcony. Balcony, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, like that. My that that uh that spot was insane. Like, yes. I was I was on stage that time, so you know. <laughs> you like uh, the stage, favorite? <laughs> uh, I do. I did it yeah. a few times, mm-hmm. but um, you know, if we're going with a large group or whatnot, yeah. like let's get them GAs and um. And let the let, let, let the beers keep coming. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the modellos. Yeah. Yep. Um, I think it's. I think it could still happen. I think your prediction of Xavier turning on once mm-hmm. the Joe for OI4K it could happen still at Epic, which is really exciting to see what that venue is going to be like. The Joe's right, live the jo- and, and, uh, Rosemont. Rosemont. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're going there. We'll be on the second row stage. So give us a shout out. Look for us mm-hmm. if you know what we look like. Um, we need to get some shirts. We need to wrap some two heel shirts at the. <laughs> At the at the show. So, moving on, O'Reilly versus ZSJ, and I think that it was the most evident of the buffet when we were. Do you remember right after we went across the street to get Mexican food, mm-hmm. and we were talking about this match, and someone said it didn't really do anything. One of your buddies, mm-hmm. maybe Pedro, mm-hmm. said that it didn't really do anything for me. Like I didn't really mm-hmm. like it. And then uh, Caesar's girlfriend, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Um, another one of your friends' girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Said I really like that match because it felt like a, a real yeah. fight, and we were like, and we looked at each other, and we were like, this is it, like, uh-huh. this is, the, this yeah, is yeah. why people like different things. So, yeah, because uh, definitely like you know the the technical wizard, right? And and, mm-hmm. and it felt real. It felt to her, it felt like the closest thing to probably MMA or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Submissions, arm bars, uh, stiff stiff elbows. Wasn't a ton of suplexes. Didn't need to be. Right. Um. Really, and it, it was what ZSJ does. There's a place for him on the card and. When we go back to saying that this card had everything, mm-hmm. it had this type of match, right? It had a submission uh, fest, or what do you want to call it? And people, yeah. some people like it's some people's cup of tea, it's some people's not, yeah, uh, not cup of tea. But uh, it, it, there's a place for this on the card, and it makes and it made sense that it was placed yeah. in that in that slot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Because the main event was so different, uh-huh. right? So you're you're giving people something. You're not giving people two of the same matches back to back, right? Exactly. Um, but Zack Saber Jr. ends up going over with the with the submission where he like bends both yeah, arms it's like all the way back. Octopus type of, um, I don't know the name of the submission. It's crazy, but yeah. All right, Sammy versus Loki main event time. You should start with this one. Uh, probably, you know, I I love Sammy. I love to hate him. <laughs> I love to hate him. Uh, he's just so good, bro. Like, and so before the show, um, I caught 
their I don't know if it was their first match or a match they had years ago. Did you? I think I asked you this. Um, the one that was like six years ago or something. Yeah, like that? yeah. Between the two, Sammy between and Sammy and Loki. You told me about it. Like that was very physical. Like there was a spot where like I thought he like literally knocked him out. Like Loki knocked out uh, Sammy. Did like, you go back and watch this somewhere? Uh, yeah. So Sammy had tweeted it. Okay. Uh, early Saturday or something. Was early it on Friday. YouTube? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Okay. Um, so I went in and I watched it um, before the show, um, and it was it was super physical. So that was like, and Sammy's like, "Oh, I'm trying to get my revenge from you know what happened six years ago or whatever." Mm-hmm. So I knew coming in like this was gonna be, you know, very hard hitting, like strong style, right? Like big Sammy's under that brand, the strong style brand. Um, and I know, I knew, I knew what was coming, but uh, you know, Loki also, you know, has a, he could go also very stiff, yeah. And he could also go very agile, you know. True, and, very true. So, so this this match brought it all. Like it was a brawl, and we got also uh, we were talking about this too. There was a uh, interference by Abyss here too. Right? <laughs> Fuck Abyss! Ass, <laughs> God, fuck that guy. Uh, but. Yeah, that was the that was the end. Sammy retains. Mm-hmm. Abyss comes in. Sammy throws some chalk in Loki's face after a savage street fight again. I don't like. I don't think there was a pinfall, attempted pinfall in this match. For like yeah, 10 that's minutes, a good point. Yeah, uh-huh. um, which is great though. They were just on the outside throwing each other in the rails, mm-hmm. bicycle kicks. You know, throwing them over the guardrail, bringing them back in. A lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Loki tried to like. Tried to or kayfabe break the jaw, Sammy, and Sammy mm-hmm. had to like tape his jaw back up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That was, yeah, and they're both sweating. Loki finally like ripped the. I was like, just take the suit off, dude. Uh-huh. It was like making me uncomfortable. But he got his shirt ripped off, and then Abyss came in. Um, Sammy threw. It was almost the Yokozuna powder, yeah. which is cool. Uh-huh. I haven't seen that in a while. We haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Abyss choke slam. Um, Loki, Loki from the top rope. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, two, three. Fuck Abyss. <laughs> That's all I have to say about this match. But Loki cut a promo at the end saying that he's nowhere near done. Uh-huh. Um, you haven't seen the last of him. Because he's had a really long career. I don't know how old he is. Yeah. I mean, he's got to be yeah, up there. He's been around for a while. Yep. Once again, I think, I think he complimented AEW and the fans mm-hmm. again, which every single person does. Um, so it was, it was fant- I mean, another reason to like Sammy, right? And he puts on another main event mm-hmm. awesome match at the end. He's... He's just he's just phenomenal. I mean, he needs to go back. I don't want him to go back, but he needs another shot at NXT whenever that time comes. Yeah, 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 definitely. Like you know, just for his personal success. Like if yes. that's how he defines success, or you know, a lot of wrestlers just like you want to make it to the big leagues or whatever. And some don't. Right, right some don't. Mm-hmm. But if if that's his goal, like he definitely deserves it right now. Yes, you know? I completely agree. He's so hot. We support him. Yeah. Um, we support everything he does and like whatever he wants to do. If he wants to stay cool, if he wants to go back, you know, yeah. I hope he goes back. Maybe as Sam, or as Sammy Callahan or mm-hmm. like with his same style and his flair and um, he doesn't even wear wrestling attire really. Right, <laughs> a jeans and a vest. Right? Yeah, jeans and a vest. But he can still get those bicycle kicks up there. Yeah. It doesn't restrict him at all. Um, but yeah, fan, I mean, like I said. Your, you said your energy level was completely up the entire time. There was mm-hmm. no lull in this card. Every match, I agree, every match was an 8, 9, or a 10. Um, I I really liked it. It was, and this is my second homecoming, too. So yeah. now it's coming back to, like, where I can compare. So your full year of AEW, right? Full year, yeah. And mm-hmm. I want to say top to bottom, this is better than the Foley card the year before. Like, 
like every single yeah. match on the card mm-hmm. brought it. Mm-hmm. Everyone worked really hard. It was fantastic. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, the show all around was was great. Um, intermission, they uh, we were able to get our tickets for for Rosemont, so we're yeah. set with that. Epic April eighth. Yeah, our buddy Hector's coming with us as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to that next show. I mean, they haven't announced any matches yet, right? I don't we just know so. who's on the card based on the poster. Based on the poster, Penta, ACH, Mundo. Well, Sammy, right, Mundo's coming back. Sammy, Phoenix. Phoenix. I think that's all that's on the poster. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm assuming that they're going to do a OI4K rematch. That's an assumption. Um, but it'll be interesting to see. Who, who goes for the there. title? I don't know. Is there a title right. shot? Well, I don't know. I mean, I, I usually, if Sammy's on the card, he'll, unless there's some type of three-way yeah the, t- the two number one contenders we talked about last time phoenix and loki have both had their shots now yeah phoenix had it in LaSalle. Mm-hmm. um loki had it then so i guess we is it drew uh, maybe could be mm-hmm. i think yeah, it's too early for drew too early i, I wouldn't mind seeing sack yeah yeah, yeah so they say virginia versus but Sammy. um but there's that still um if I'm sticking to that storyline, there's still that big Mike versus Sex Saber to see who goes for the title. Yeah. Um, so that'll be interesting. We'll see. Uh, I don't know who Penta will face for. You know, I mean, his who's going for his heritage? Yeah, I don't know. It's, there's still a lot. There's still a lot up in the air. Right, and we, there's still a LaSalle show in between, right? Yeah, that's true. There's so, a LaSalle show in between. Um, and we don't even know what the venue is going to look like. So there's a lot of uncertainty, but it's. It's good uncertainty. You know? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, that's why we went with stage tickets, just because, like, well, we don't know what the venue is going to be like. Let's just risk it and go. Like, we know we're going to get our money's worth regardless. 100%. 100%. Um, yeah, any closing comments, though, before we before we head out? Uh, no, 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 no closing comments. But uh, one of the things that uh, I remember now when I mentioned Hector's name, we were talking about, like, oh, you know, I, I rarely see Loki having merch. And he had a, a merch spot around okay. the ring. I didn't get to go over there, but I'm like, bro, it would be kick-ass if he's selling ties. Oh, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, and then Hector's like, well, shit, dude, even if he's doing, doing t-shirts, like, do the t-shirt with the tie. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I would totally go for that. That's smart. I don't know if um, he has, like, a little symbol, but it'd be cool um, if he did, like, a tie with a little symbol on a subtle symbol. Yeah, on, like, and you could wear it in the work, too. Uh-huh. And know it'd be <laughs> exactly, yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. So I'm like, low key, get get us some some ties. Did he? Did you say? Did you talk? Uh, no, I didn't see. No, I didn't see him at the end of the show. Um, I just went and um, you know talked to Phoenix for a little bit and and Pentagon Penta. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't go, to, go over to um, to low key. But I thought that was pretty funny and it was. It would be a pretty cool idea. It would. Yeah. It would. Um, I want to take a second to plug our buffet bracket, which is now in the elite eight. Uh, so this is our parody bracket that we're doing over Twitter. Voting happens over Twitter, and it's the criteria is you're voting on uh, types of shows or mm-hmm. promotions, and it, you ask yourself one simple question: Which do you enjoy watching more? And then mm-hmm. you vote <clears throat> based on what promotion is assigned to the favorite button or the retweet button. So in the Elite Eight now we have AAW versus Freelance Wrestling, the battle oh. for Chicago. So I'm going to Freelance next. You are this Friday or oh, this upcoming Friday. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have. They're gonna be at uh, Logan Square. Okay. So the first uh, freelance show uh, they had it up at the bar. What was the name? Bottom of the bar? Lunch. Bottom Lunch, right? Mm-hmm. 
um, which it was very different. It was, you know, it was cool. Um, yep. And I think you covered this the, this show, right? I did. Yeah, it was Mustafa Ali's Lance, yeah. Lance Freelance show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you were there. I was there. Matt Reed was there. And we just happened to be there. We didn't even plan this. Correct. About, you know. Yeah, we randomly yeah. met each other. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm going out there, and uh, then at that point, I'll submit my vote. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, but uh, you know, my heart is with AEW, so we'll see. Yep. So. Get on there. Uh, we're gonna be posting probably Twitter picks today. Yeah. Uh, if you if you have time or or, or very soon this week we'll mm-hmm. be voting. Um, AEW versus Freelance. We have Lucha versus NXT, which oh, is wow. yeah that's uh, that's mm-hmm. one you gotta like think about mm-hmm. for a second. Um, on the other side of the bracket, I think is New Japan Wrestling versus the WWE UK tournament or show. Okay. Um, and then on the top right of the bracket is WWE pay-per-view non-Big Four, mm-hmm. so not the Rumble, Survivor Series, WrestleMania, or SummerSlam. And it's versus someone else. I can't think of it right now. I'd have to ROH? Yeah, ROH, ROH correct. Yeah. Ring of mm-hmm. Honor. Yeah, so those are our eight remaining in the buffet bracket. Thank you to all who have voted and participated in that. It really means a lot. It's just something... It's bracket season, right? Everyone yeah. fills out. Everyone... I mean, er, like... People who don't even watch basketball. I don't even watch a lot of college basketball throughout the year. I'll maybe watch a couple But you know games. it's bracket time and you make your break, yeah. Correct. Mm-hmm. Everyone, it's, it rivals the Super Bowl and no one really knows what's going on, but everyone's involved uh-huh. kind of atmosphere. So like people who don't really watch basketball still are filling out multiple brackets. Yeah. One, one work bracket or whatever. So it's just fun to do. It's something fun to do where you can go on and really think about which yeah, show and, uh, do you enjoy watching Right. More. Like I mentioned mm-hmm. before too, like, you know, th- this has helped me also like, oh, I got to check out this promotion. I never watched anything from them. So, yeah. So it really puts more options onto the buffet. Yeah. <laughs> I completely agree. There's more plates to choose from. Yeah. So thank you, Chris, again, for once again coming over. Um, yes. Thank you for, for inviting me over to the Chuck Colorado compound. Yes. CCC. Co- <laughs> wow. I like that. We used to call it the blueberry bungalow because uh, of uh-huh. what's painted outside. Uh, but... I like that, the CC, the compound, uh-huh. the Chuck Colorado compound. Yeah, but please uh, follow us on Twitter at the number two, heels and a face, two heels and a face. Um, I'm right. on Twitter at Chuck underscore Colorado, and then Chris is on Twitter at... JP Wrestling Fan. Yes, and Chris is uh, part of the crew now, officially. So Chris has been so. putting out a solo podcast um, and some really cool art, some really cool yeah. art of the JP logo mixed with our two heels and a face logo. I thought that was really cool, so... We're going to be covering a lot more AEW, so please um, follow us, subscribe to us on iTunes if you enjoy listening about these shows. If you can't make these shows and you want to hear about them, we're your guys for that. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. Thanks yeah. for listening. Yeah. Get us a retweet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All take right. care. Peace.